0: Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the acid of bad internet radio and has become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. The shit is bananas! Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Give a nigga a rope for a bit of cow, White All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you doesn't. Now look at that guy. You fuck that. Black D. Bullshit, man. This is bullshit. Motherfucker Fuck you! Fuck you! And fuck you! Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to... Yakuza, Yakuza Kick, Kick Radio! Oh, shit!
1: Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. This is J. Cat Morris, uh... I'm not really positive If this shit is working correctly Um I'm hoping I'm back after a long time of being Away over a month And um uh, you know Man I got a lot to cover a lot to Talk about um And uh I guess you know We'll get right into it I mean What the fuck where do I start Um well I turned 39 years old That's uh That's the that's the beginning of things (laughs) Um So, um, man, so much to cover. I'm not going to get too, too much into, um, you know, I lost uh, my cat in the earlier in the week, last week, actually the end of last week. And, uh, it was absolutely devastating. So I can't get into too, too much of that. I've been just out of sorts completely lost since. And, um, you know, like I said, I, I can't get too, too much into it cause I'll, I'll wind up losing it. But, um, so anyway uh what the fuck else man um let's go back to uh around the time of my birthday it's about a month ago um so I went to the uh, Jurassic World exhibit at the Franklin Institute Uh, I had talked about it a bunch on this show uh, you know leading up to it saying I wanted to go you know I saw the commercials and all of that stuff so I ended up going and um I have a little bit of mixed reviews about it On, on one hand um It was pretty awesome because uh, the dinosaurs that they have that are like animatronic were just phenomenal. I mean, just insane looking the closest to a real dinosaur you'll ever see because uh, obviously they're all, uh, we ran out of them, but um, these things were intense. Um, So, I mean, that's, that's the good side of the criticism that I have for it. Um, The bad is number one, it was way too short and, You know, I'm not just going to be overcritical and just say, you know, you should have brought more dinosaurs. I I can't imagine the amount of millions of dollars that this thing cost to put together. So my criticism isn't so much that they should have, you know, expanded and packed more dinosaurs in. And I know space must have been an issue because, um, you know, it's, it's a temporary exhibit, probably only have so much space to work with. But maybe they should have found a better venue for it than the Franklin Institute, if that's the case because it was just like you know a, a bunch of rooms with a dinosaur in each room you know and it, it just kind of cheapened the whole thing um they were just all on top of each other for the most part so like you walk into one room and it's like all right here's uh you know a brachiosaur oh right behind it there's there's a the thing over there in the bushes and then um you walk in the next room and then it's you know the next big thing a triceratops and then uh i think uh i'm trying to think of you know, the order that they were in. But, um, like for instance, you go into like this, like little area that, uh, You know, they'll play a video to, like, hype you up on it and say, all right, well, the next room is going to be our Tyrannosaurus exhibit, da-da-da-da-da. And you go in there, and uh, then the sirens start going off saying, like, yeah, you know, we're having a problem. We have a security breach, whatever. And it's cool. He comes, like, walking out and stuff, and it looks like a real fucking Tyrannosaurus. I mean, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, I'll take your word for it if you were there, but pretty sure you weren't. Uh, the, The Jurassic Park movies it's really accurate to that. Uh that's I guess the most verification I can get here on what an actual dinosaur looks like. Um so when it walks in it looks really, really cool and it's like nudging this uh like this Jeep, like it's trying to tip the Jeep over kinda like in a movie. But um all right, so you get out of that and then next room you walk in and there's another dinosaur and it's like you know it feels more like you're walking through rooms than it does like a jungle type situation my thing would be to travel more distance before you even see another dinosaur and have it be somewhat of a surprise and somewhat of more of a, um like a natural landscape the um what the hell was the name of those the the badass new dinosaur uh the Indominus Rex I think that was the name of it well, they have like, um, what was it? It was like a stegosaurus. So you come up on that and you're looking at that, but like over the back of it, you could see where the Indominus Rex is and that's supposed to be kind of the main event, but you could already see it before you're past the stegosaurus thing. You know what I mean? So it's like they sandwiched in too much in, in too little space. So, um, you know, for you and, um, I think it was like 35, uh, no, it was more than that. Um, yeah you know it was pretty expensive i think it's like 35 bucks or something like that but um you know to to go through that and i really had no interest in the rest of the i wasn't there to learn
0: (laughs) um
1: but uh you know if it was more spread out if it was more of an experience i know for a lot of people it's just one of many things they're doing in the franklin institute so maybe it's it's all right but um for me, I needed that to be my complete experience. And, um, I guess with a temporary exhibit, there's only so much you could do, you know, when it comes to like the universal studios thing, they could really dedicate like a block of land to that and really take you through slow and, you know, work your, work your way up to like the big shit. Um, but it was really cool. I think the exhibit's over now. Um, cause it, it ended, uh, this month sometime and we're right at the end of the month. So it's gotta be over, but, um, you know, like I said, um, pretty, pretty fucking cool. If they do take this thing on tour, you know, I'd, uh, I'd, uh, you know, I'd check it out, but, um, just don't stake too much on it. You know, don't, don't make that like your whole day or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I did that. I went to, uh, fish store on the way back did it you know, that was, that was mostly, uh, you know, my birthday celebration. I did the night before in AC, so it was good times there. Um, so uh, yeah, that that was that was pretty much that. Um, fucking man, while I was gone, uh, you know, shit jumped off with this uh, you know WWE uh, wrestler chick porn leak thing with Paige and all of that. Uh, they had Xavier Woods and Brad Maddox were like double teaming her with somebody else apparently taping it. Um, obviously this has been covered to death. You know, when you go away for a month, uh, you come back, what more can you say other than what people have already said? But, um, to me, it's, it's just fucking crazy. Um, Alberto Rio's with her and this and that. And I don't really blame the dude because I, I have a feeling that part of that freak shit that she was up to is the reason why he's with her to begin with is because she was doing wild, wild shit he's never seen before. And he was like, you know, fuck the WWE and everything else. I'm, I'm with what she's the whatever she's doing fuck that so um you know i mean i kind of think that's where that is but um it's just wild on her part she did some shit where like they were coming on the fucking women's belt like same shit she's handing the kids and taking photo ops with and like you know just just the over the top freak shit that she was up to and you know the parents are going oh you know This is her personal, but get the fuck out of here, man. It's 2017. If you're filming fucking three-ways, you know, there's a fourth person filming a three-way. You're not in like a too serious a relationship with any of these people because you wouldn't be having fucking three ways with another person taping. That's not some shit that like, you know, you're seriously dating someone you invite a buddy over to bang your chick and another person to film it. Like there's nothing really serious going on between any of y'all. Yeah. You know, you're bugging the fuck out. So to say like, this is personal, private bullshit. You can't tell me, you know, for your career, your, your profession, You're just trusting three other people other than yourself to keep this shit a secret, and it's fucking taped. It's taped with two cameras. You got the one dude that was zooming in all fucking up on, like he was just about on Xavier Woods' balls, and then somebody else is filming him doing that shit. So you got a two-camera shoot on some freak shit, and that's don't tell me about your private personal bullshit i mean you, you're fucking up that's on page and nobody but fucking page i mean obviously the other dudes too but dudes don't give a fuck so when it comes down to you know careers and you know personal and don't tell me about your depression after you willingly go out and have some freak shit like that go on you know and then with xavier woods and all of this and it, you know i mean the first thing i thought with the you know when she started with the fucking vibrators up her ass and the 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 xavier woods i'm like i guarantee one of them fucking unicorn horns has been in her ass man i mean what's the chances it hasn't come on um but it's just it's just crazy shit so you know a bunch of different shit here and there leak but i don't know it it was just kind of wild shit to me it was even funnier too because um you know shaheen had actually pointed this out that um you know they went out of their way to to blur out her face on the Jersey all pro thing. Apparently it took them a long time to put out the Jersey all pro thing. Cause they had to go out of their way to blur Paige's face sitting at ringside. She was still on their WWE contract, which they did a horrible job at. She was still completely visible during the whole fucking thing. It was like blur face, blur face, there's Paige, blur face, blur. face. <laughs> you know, they, they fucked that up. But, um, you know if they should be worrying about blurring their face out of anything i think they got the wrong video um so it's just kind of ironic that uh you know one thing was on such severe hold meanwhile some unblurred face shit came out that was way more impactful to uh any wwe contract uh, or any of that so yeah it was just uh just bizarre fucking situation there um you know what what can you say um you know I, i'm hoping this is coming through well i've heard from uh you know people who uh, nina said it, sh- sh- it sounds good uh shaheen said it sounds good and all that so i'm hoping you know this is going to be a new um new star for yakuza kick radio obviously i did it for six years on a phone and all of that and you know it worked for what it was but i really wanted to step it up as far as it sounding better and all of that stuff um one thing i can say is i have faded so far off of being like a hardcore wrestling fan the way i was that the show has to become a little bit more uh all-encompassing rather than just a wrestling show because i've really given um, less than a fuck about wrestling as of recently. Um, you know, I have a few things I'm interested in. Uh, There's a few big, big changes as far as wrestling and my opinion on things goes. And, um, you know, I've, I've always been straight up about my feelings on that stuff. But, um, you know, I, I haven't really been too interested in watching like a full show of wrestling. Um, I'll watch a match here and there. For instance, I saw the, um, the low keys. Sammy Callahan match from, I think, A.A.W. from uh, last month or so, fucking matches bananas. I mean, that, that, you know, that that type of thing, I'm always going to be interested in seeing, you know, a banging-ass match. Sitting for three hours, four hours, and watching an entire show and the bullshit talent and this and that, and then, you know, I, I'm I'm not really down with it anymore. Um, uh, occasionally I'll watch a show or something like that, but as far as watching an entire show month in and month out, I don't think that's ever going to happen for me again. I mean, maybe it's just a phase is how I'm feeling right now, but I can tell you, I have never, ever watched as little wrestling as I am right now, other than the times where I wasn't watching it at all. Um, you know, on another, um, to go a little further with this, I, I think. I think I'm effectively done with CZW. Um, CZW is a company I started watching in 2001. I started attending monthly, and I started going every single month. I mean, I was going to the show, showing up at the next month, buying the show that I saw last month on VHS because I was that into it. Like I would rewatch the shit that I already saw over and over, and I would I would put people onto the tapes and and you know you got to see this and this. And, um, you know, I was way into it like that. Obviously, I had a little bit more money to spend because, you know, before I had kids, Um, you know, as far as buying every show and all of that stuff. So, um, you know, financially, that's not where I'm at anymore anyway. But beyond that, I'm not interested. I... I've expressed my dislike for a lot of what's gone on with the booking over time. Um, a lot of things have gone on in wrestling. That's just become where the wrestlers will start telling the fans, this is how you should feel, or this is what it is. And you don't understand this and you don't understand that. And you got to understand me, motherfucker. I'm 39 years old. You're not going to explain to me how I view entertainment. That's not something that's ever going to fucking happen. You know what I mean? I'm either entertained or I'm not. And I'll tell you why the fuck I am or I'm not, and that's where it begins and ends. You don't get to tell me how I don't understand my own form of entertainment. Um, the wrestlers over time have become more and more um, the, the biggest marks when it comes down to it because they consider themselves the decisive opinion on what the fan should feel which is fucking asinine now that doesn't sway me one way or another, as far as me saying what I want to say or feeling how I want to feel, but it does dictate the way that they put out their product, the way that they perform. They feel only matters to what they like, to what they feel is going to be uh, the product that they want to be presented. And a lot of times it's half ass, but they consider that to be good enough. Um, And it, you know, that goes, all the way from their physiques, which is really, really declined in, in professional wrestling as of late. It's just people just look like absolute shit, and it's um, it, it's become the norm. It's become completely acceptable, and a lot of times it, it's it's um, it's encouraged. You know, I mean, it, it's become very difficult. So, um, but as far as CZW goes, um, I have not watched a single full CZW show in the year 2017. We are now, you know, almost five months, about five months into the, the year. And I've never gone five months. Since the year 2001, when I started watching CZW, I don't think I've ever gone two months without catching up on the show I missed. I'm five months into this, and they put on... now what I'm going to do next week, because, you know, I kept putting it off and I was saying, all right, I'm going to review CCW show next month. And then it was like, I'm going to review two CCW shows the next show. And then it was like, fuck man, there's three shows I haven't seen. I'm going to do a quarterly year review and review three fucking shows and shows and shows keep piling up. And I ain't watching a fucking one of them. Um, The best of the best show. I mean, that thing was fucking stacked. I think I would like a lot of it. I I just can't commit myself to actually sit down and watch three, four hours of fucking wrestling. I I just can't do it. I don't know why. I don't have the the ambition to do that shit anymore. Um, What I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to go over the cards and – Give my commentary on the booking and what I don't like and stuff like that. Cause a lot of what my commentary is, is, you know, just the direction of the company and the way things have gone and changed. And, and, um, even, you know, criticism I've heard from the people who are still attending, which I'm hearing a lot of negatives, like a lot, a lot of negatives. Um, so next week I'm going to do that. I'm going to go through that. Maybe I'll watch a couple of matches here and there and, um, you know, just comment on the overall direction and the booking and the talent and, and this and that. And, um, I, I should be able to to turn a pretty structured opinion out of that because um, the, I mean the, I I mean just from afar I don't even have to watch the shows and I can see a lot of what's going on. Um, I will comment on the um Joe Gacy thing. Uh, I'll do that now. Um, I said for a long time I like Joe Gacy. I think he's a very good uh you know talented wrestler. I think he's um, I think he belongs on the mid card. Um, and and I don't think that's a bad thing. A lot of times that gets looked at as like such a negative thing. You you say like, this guy's not a world champion and people will just defend it and defend it. And like, you know, you, you don't know, this guy's been here. You you know, he defines you. You you, know, you guys are losing your, your ability to understand what the fans, this is, this is where I'm, what I'm talking about as far as the fans and the wrestlers and the wrestlers deciding that they know better. And the promoters deciding that they know better. Now, I know you can't listen to every fan. You can't just tailor to, you know, what every fan expects to see because your your company becomes very predictable and everything else. Um, But when your champion, you don't even feel confident enough in your champion to main event your shows with your world champion. I think that's a problem. Now, not every show has to be main evented by your world champion. But month after month after month after month, your world champion is not your main event. Your main event is something else. But a lot of times, your world champion is mid-card at this point. Now, you've taken a mid-card or made him world champion and then turned your world title into a mid-card match. You see what I'm saying? Like, this is kind of fucking crazy what you're doing. And Joe Gacy went into the world title picture as a face. They didn't turn him heel. The fans started shitting on him, not reacting to him as a face. Now, he won the title over a heel. So you know you're going to get that initial reaction. And I said this leading in. When he beats Gresham, he's going to get that initial, yeah, fuck Gresham, good, yeah, Gacy, The fucking smoke clears on that shit, and Gacy is not over as a main event face. He's not. It's not going to fucking happen. Now, the matches he's putting on with Sammy Callahan, the match he put on with G's, these things leading up to him being world champion were the type of matches fans could get behind. But I don't think that this is a guy you can put the, the face of the company on. Again, you put the the wire title on this guy and have him kill it mid card. You could even steal the show. But the expectation of a world champion followed by what we've gotten out of him, I don't think I don't think the fans are with it. And the fans are are clearly showing that. And now he's starting to say some heelish things, but he's not really a heel. You know what I mean? But It's following the reaction that he's gotten, the genuine reaction he's gotten as a face. He's failed as champion, but it was because he was put in a position he he didn't belong in, but you know, DJ knows best. So DJ does what the fuck he thinks. He thinks when the fans tell him he fucking blows, he's the greatest heel on the planet. And he couldn't be further from the fucking truth that that's always been wrong, but he's never gotten it. Um, And, this new Facebook live shit that Casey's doing is the most amateur, r- ridiculous fucking thing possible because he, he posts this thing. Oh, he's gone on Facebook live. I'm going to start defending the title on Facebook live. So what happens? Fucking TJ macaroni and fucking, uh, this guy and that guy are like, good. I want a shot. These are guys who don't even belong near a fucking dark match in CZW. Now, suddenly they have some kind of relevance In the CZW world champions world, you know what I mean? Like they're supposed to be, he's supposed to be on a pedestal. He's supposed to be like, man, you better fucking prove yourself elsewhere to show up the CZW to get a fucking world title shot. It used to be an open challenge where CM Punk showed up at the fucking CZW to, to challenge the world champion, not fucking TJ macaroni at the fucking Applebee's not fucking Frankie Picard at red lobster. No, yeah, you know I mean, this is not the fucking world title. This is some old fucking uh, backyard wrestling bullshit where we just put some shit together and be like, oh, look, I. He, he went, man, his first, I think it was his first, the one I saw. He stood in a bar, standing there and shit. He's wearing his world title like a fucking dork at a wrestling convention, just standing there in a place where world titles don't belong. And, um, You know, he's just fucking standing there, just waiting for a challenger, and it's like, you know, I mean, that's not even normal society shit, where a guy shows up at a bar with a title, is like, just waiting for a fight, bro, get the fuck out of here, Um, so then he finally gets this fucking dude, and his dude's outside, and And this guy's talking shit and walking back and forth and all this and doesn't look anywhere near like a wrestler. He just looks like some fucking dude and they're filming it and filming it. And it's so ridiculously staged. It's crazy. Now Gacy's playing crazy and he's leaning up against the wall and grabbing his head. Like he can't even hold it together and this and that. And then, uh, he, he, they, they walk over to the grassy area and he suplexes the kid on the grass and pins him, Like, Come on. Uh, so basically you just talked me into saying some jerk off kid at a bar just got a world title shot at the CCW title. Like get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. Like basically like if on the way to the fucking grassy area where you planned on safely suplexing the kid, if if somebody hits you with their car and then the paramedics had to come and do chest compressions for at least three seconds, that fucking paramedic would be the CCW world champion. Yeah, I'm saying with the hands on your chest, that fucking guy would be the world champion, and and and, and I would give him a fair shot at seeing what the fuck he does with the belt because uh, what's going on right now is not fucking good. It, it's just it's just a complete joke. You know, I mean, it it just it used to have so much more prestige. Um you know, CZW has gotten to the point where CZW versus SWF, SWF, what the fuck, dude? This shit's over in fucking Barnegat and Bayville. These are all like fucking five, ten minutes from my house. I wouldn't go to this shit if it was in my living room. And it's CZW versus, SWF. dude, CZW versus Shindy. What the fuck is going on with CZW That that this is the level they've gone to? And the world champion and the owner are all on the fucking show. Come on, man! This is this is some old dumb shit. You guys have this shit working on a real fucking amateur ass level. And then you know DJ puts the shit up like, why can't I be WWE? Why uh, the Dojo Wars is like my NXT? Like, god damn it, shut up, man! Because you're one of the only companies out there that doesn't have I pay for you anymore. You blamed it on the building. You blamed it on this and that. You went to Florida, booked all sorts of fucking crazy ass talent, man. That fucking best of the best was one of the lowest drawing best of the best that I've fucking seen, and I went to the majority of the best of the best. I think I've missed, like, two best of the best. This might have been the second best of the best total that I've ever missed in the history of CZW. You know what I mean? I missed the one that Alex Colon, I watched it live on iPay-Per-View from my house when Alex Colon won it, and I think that's it. I think that's the only one, and obviously I didn't go to Orlando, so I didn't see this one, but 300-something fans, that's what they drew. This fucking guy took one of the biggest shows away from his home crowd and gave it away to a traveling audience and drew like 300 people, if that. You know, they, they ran that Joey Janela spring break thing at fucking midnight and packed like a fucking, it looked like a thousand plus people in that building. DJ ran a bunch uh, against, I think, Ring of Honor and um NXT and all sorts of shit and fucking completely bombed and he might have saved a bunch of money on travel and got all that talent in there but there's no way he didn't take an absolute fucking beating on that show and he didn't even have an eye pay-per-view to fucking make up some of that money from people not there that's i mean that's a complete fucking failure a complete failure and um you know you had Evolve there. I think Evolve was in the same fucking building like like earlier that day or some shit. I mean, you got to pay whoever the fuck you got to pay to run your eye pay-per-view, whether it's the WWN live or whatever the fuck or flow slam or whatever the fuck goes on. I, I don't know, man. There's got to be some kind of shit worked out for the better of your company. You got to reinvest in your own shit. They got this fucking United Wrestling Network or whatever. He keeps hashtagging out on. A network runs a fucking broadcast. There's no fucking broadcast brought to you by the <coughs> whatever the fuck wrestling network. What is that networking? A network broadcasts something. I, I think that's part of being a network. Or is a network just a bunch of motherfuckers that don't have iPay-Per-View joining together? That's fucking crazy to me. I I really will never understand the business moves. They were over in China starting to, trying to work out TV deals. I'm in the same fucking state they're running a show and I can't watch it on my computer. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking retarded. It, it's completely retarded. And, you know, then you make these different decisions with the fucking the world title and this and that. You got fucking... Again, I'm going to go into the the, the whole thing, um, you know, next month. But uh, I, yeah, I, next week, I should say. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to go into further into the, the things with CZW because it's just saying it's not what it was as far as you know Zandig era and this and that is it, really even night and day to what it is now because it's it isn't what it was four years ago. Under DJ, it's not even what it was, what it is now. It's fucking bad. And DJ, you know, tries to put it out there like they're on another level now, and you know they're really advancing, and the the company is evolving into something bigger and better. And you're fucking, you're lying to yourself. You're insulting people's intelligence. It's not the truth. It's not the truth about what's really going on with CZW. People don't fuck with CZW right now and i mean that's glaringly obvious if you can't pack a show the way you did um you know with talent in in orlando which like i said you run a fucking super show on the weekend of wrestlemania just do that you don't have to take one of your staples one of your hometown fucking staples pretend like you're a touring company like you're the wwe and go well there's This year, SummerSlam is in such and such. You ain't the WWE motherfucker. You don't fuck your home crowd and pretend like it's for the better of the fucking company. How's fucking 250 fans for the better of the fucking company? Did did that work out for you? Was that worth fucking your home crowd that you would have put at least 400, 500 in the seats? You might not have had that same fucking roster because you would have had to fly in different guys and it would have been... Wouldn't have been quite as stacked as that. All those guys wouldn't have been in town. But in the same token, with half that fucking, half that lineup, you would have put 500 in your fucking Voorhees seats. You know? And, you know, I'm not going crazy and saying, oh, it would have been 1,000 automatically. Obviously, that's harder to do these days. But, I mean, look at, you know, the one Drake won a couple years ago. You know, that, that was packed. And, and, you know, maybe partially Drake, you know, showing up, well, not, not the one that Drake won. I'm trying to think two, at least two years ago, this shit was fucking packed. Um, last year wasn't, wasn't that, that big, but you know, there was a real questionable lineup to begin with. You can go back in the archives and listen to what I had to say about that, you know, and um, you know, some failed experiments on that card and shit, which, you know, it all came full circle. You know, uh, Kurt Robinson, oh, you know, we're going to book this young ass kid in there because he's the future and he might not be available to book, you know, a year or two from now. He's going to be that big. He's the future. He's the future. He's the future. Within a year's time, they weren't fucking working with the kid anymore. He wasn't like on good terms with the company at all. Like you got a falling out with a fucking teenager. (laughs) You know what I mean? What kind of shit is this? But that was the future of the fucking world. Well, obviously, now that he's blowing up all over the place, that, you know, I was proven wrong. Eh, Maybe not. You know, um, there's a lot of crazy-ass decisions that are just made. They try to justify it and tell you this and this. um, You know, Brittany Blake going over fucking uh, Tony Nese. was the last time, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the last time, Tony Nese was in CZW. So, Tony Nese takes the pin to fucking britney blake britney blake almost cost you your fucking best of the best winner because she did a shitty version of his finisher when you had him in the same stable with her um but again she she's the fucking future she's green as fuck she's absolutely terrible so you run around you know telling people on podcasts that she'll tap grown men out that's that's ridiculous you're trying to be nice to her i don't know why you're doing that you're married i'm not really sure what the motivation behind that is it's fucking it sounds really pathetic and then um you know just had a huge thing which i'd imagine she's not going to be a focal point of the company at this point either if you want to keep dave christ on the roster i can't speak for him but i know you know he was posting all that shit on on facebook as if uh he was done with the company over it so um truly doesn't look like the the flagship of the company was the one you put over, uh, Tony Neese, who's now in the WWE. It, it just, you know, <laughs> moves I criticized when they happen turned out to be horrible, horrible decisions in retrospect, which fuck man, I, I could swear. I said that then, but then again, it's just a fan. What do I know? There's some things that fans don't get. And you know, the, there's directions we take with the company that you have to let play out before you really see it. okay well now we let it play out and it's still a horrible still as bad if not worse of a decision than this, the day it fucking happened so stop fucking you know patting yourself on the back because shit is, isn't is isn't good so anyway that's um my quick bit on that um on ccw and uh why I'm just I'm not fucking with it right now it's not interesting to me and um just wrestling is taking a crazy crazy fucking turn where um hold on you know what let me let me take a break because I I'm having some uh technical problems over here real quick that I gotta go correct and uh hold on I got some tracks here all right
0: Deal like this. Yo Yo They said it's time to spit facts only for dirty blacks who kill black homies. For dirty cops who kill blacks only. I can tell that he phony. Niggas don't telephone me. Street the lies and them suckers are telling on me. Uh. All these half-ass tracks. Rappers are spitting Reggie Bush, but hashtag crack. All he's lying in his verse, then he hashtag facts. And he said he's selling Kush, but his hash ain't that. No breast, we ain't living. Flash, that, that, bang! I was love, but his hatred involved I'm so done being faithful to y'all Hawks, put his face in the wall Hawks, put his face in the wall Air him out like a Patriot ball Flip the eighth, then he race to the mall 38 be a race in the mall Let me talk to him, dog damn These young boys wild, they just stop and shoot Snub nose in my boot like pop and juice Diabetes coming from all the pop and juice I'm a mixture between Malcolm Big and pastor New Yeah, I'll be damned if a punk test me Build if you flexy flexi. way John Wayne, Iggy Elvis Presley. Never date a girl who got a male bestie. All I got is my word and my textie. My word, don't you test me. Shoot lefty, get wet like a jet ski. I'm hefty and two clad. Bad man, you too loud. Mama said, Boy, at your age, not your shoe size. But the five guys got two fries, got five guys. My blue ride, banana clip loaded. Don't come with no fruit flies. I'm buzzing like two flies. Buzzing like beehives. Put on for my CI. Got that white girl in his. Little rappers knee high Wearing the fucking knee highs Guns in my Levi's I ain't in the fashion though I ain't in the fashion hole Ain't fucking up no commas Unless it's grammatical Sabotage your whole sabbatical Niggas radical Bars breaking nigga clavicle Flow grammatical. Now I don't even put a pin down to write a gym down. I just spit like a ten round and don't bend down. Not a parody. Pharisees is not gentile. Spitting heavy bars. I ain't even in the gym now. I go ten round with ten, for $10 get down for ten thousand pin down. pin now, no pin down, no pin pal. Come down, get sat down, get sit down. Out now, you win now. Lose now, you win now. Start now, you win now. Begin now. Hand down, your man down, your men down. Way up, I'm too blessed to sit now. Foes ain't my friend now. This shit ain't pretend now. We're in now. Double R. Stag. The shit is real right now, man. Bars, boy. our teeth. Believe none of what you hear, half what you see, and all of what you smell. Because everybody that's coming ain't staying. Everybody that's kneeling ain't praying. Slow motion, better than no motion. No motion, better commotion. What pox say? Keep your head up. legs closed. Eyes open.
1: him back um now look um what i was saying was wrestling is taking a real fucking weird turn and the thing is is it forces me into situations to you know say things where i'm not like uh, like a gay basher or anything like that um yeah i think uh, you know gay people should be able to get married um i mean if there was like a gay dude getting beat up and shit like this you know, for being gay or some kind of, you being bullied at, you know, I, I'd help him out, um, but I'm not into it, you know what I mean, like, I'm not into that being part of my entertainment, you know what I mean, where dudes are hugging and kissing and, and, and acting like, like that, I, I'm not into it, that shit is completely fucking not cool with me, I don't enjoy it, that's it, like I said, um, you know, be what you want to be, but like, there's a certain level of, like, obnoxiousness that it doesn't matter what you are, you know, gay, straight, whatever the fuck. If you're too obnoxious of being a, a Christian and you're running around and fucking, you know, over the top and telling everybody how God this and God that and you should be doing this and this and just all it is is God, 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 that shit is annoying as fuck to me. I don't want you around me. You know what I mean, I'm not gonna watch you on my screen. I'm not gonna show up to places where you're getting into your whole sh- fucking spiel. I mean, I would be that same way. I don't like like public displays of affection, straight gay, anything like that. So when it comes down to the gay shit, and look, I'm not, I'm not shy about saying the word faggot. I'm not. I really don't. I don't care, man, because I'm not the type of person that 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 bullies people that are gay or that, that goes after people or degrades people that are gay or anything like that. But like when when Sammy Callahan and fucking Dave Christ are laying in the fucking water at the beach, cuddling and shit to take pictures that shit isn't cool to me. Sammy Callahan. I, I became a fan of Sammy Callahan, you know, back in CCW when this dude was just fucking brutal. I'm just, you know, there was tons of people that he was on great fucking terms with. You know, I talked to the dude outside of the ring and he would tell me, oh, man, it was, you know, it was great working with this dude. It was great working with that dude. But in the ring and the way that he acted in front of any fans, the way he presented it anywhere where it was reachable to the public, he was brutal and heartless and fucking vicious. That's what the fuck made me a fan of that dude. Now, He's fucking cuddling with his fucking boys and they're fucking kissing on the cheek and fucking hugging and laying in the water together like they're fucking. That shit isn't cool to me, man. I'm not down with that type of shit. So, this is what wrestling has turned into. This is where, you know, motherfuckers call each other boo on fucking Twitter because it's, like, funny to be gay or some shit. I don't even understand that. I guess, like, uh, there's a certain culture that y'all fucking with that it just doesn't appeal to me. It do, it's not something that's going to be part of my life at some point where I'm standing with somebody I'm friends with and start calling them boo and shit. Cause somehow that's, that's entertaining. I don't know what the fuck, man. If, if I was a gay dude, I'd be offended by that shit too, because you're portraying some shit. That's their life. Like it's a fun thing to do. Like just toy around with. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know why that's accepted in any fucking any circle. But it is, it's just like everybody, you know, like click hard on fucking Instagram and all that. Oh, look at the dudes are laying in the water like they're fucking, oh, look at that. No, now I don't take neither of them fucking seriously. They can go beat the shit out of each other in the ring. See, now here's the thing. Back in the day... And this is a lot of what turned me off of wrestling as I matured. Now, you know, when I was a kid, I'd watch The Ultimate Warrior. I'd watch, you know, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I love that fucking dude. You know what I mean? He was putting motherfuckers to sleep, and it didn't matter. He was wearing all pink and fucking frilly shit. It was just like, yo, this is fucking, this is, this is wrestling, you know? It, it's all good, but then as you get older and you start to mature, and and I know a lot of people that broke off of wrestling and ECW brought them back in, and that that era brought them back in, and even like the Attitude Era brought them back in. But they lost that gap because there's a certain period of time where shit just became kind of gay to be watching a bunch of dudes in their drawers oiled up on on some on some shit, you know, and but when it became physical, when the physicality broke in, now it was like, yo, you can say what you want about this, but they beat shit out of each other, man. You go in there and you watch this dude drop the other dude on his head, man. All that gay talk goes the fuck away, right? Well, what they've done now is they brought it full circle. It's like, yo, man, these dudes are in their fucking drawers rolling around and shit, yo, it's kind of gay. Oh, shit, man, they're beating the shit out of each other. Okay, oh, you know, never mind the gay shit, man. They, Man, this is some physical shit right here. Well, then after the match, they start cuddling and kissing each other and talking about how much they love each other in the ring. Well, now I'm back in the fucking gay camp hearing that, you know, all of this shit is going on. It's just like, it brings you right back to like, maybe, maybe this is some gay shit that I'm looking at. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like if you explain to a non-wrestling fan, you know, that's telling you, man, wrestling is gay, man. Dudes are out there in their motherfucking drawers and, you know, oil the fuck up. And, you know, what I mean, look at him laying on the fucking mat, hugging that dude. No, no, it's a reverse waist lock, bro. It's not gay. OK, so now you finally talk him out of that. And then you see the, you know, Sammy Callahan laying in the fucking water with Dave Chris and be like, well, I mean, I don't even know how to defend that type of shit. I don't think that there's a way to defend that type of shit. That's just not cute, man. I don't know. It's not for me. It's just not for me. And I think wrestling, um, indie wrestling especially, is just becoming just not for me. You know what I mean? And and it's crazy because a lot of the physicality, the the actual matches, the, the actually what goes on in the fucking ring, a lot of the times, I'm still all about it. I love that shit. But then the way that these these cats act like fucking clowns on social media, on just, just every chance they get outside of the actual wrestling, they fuck it all up for me, where I want to be as far away as possible from that shit, the way the fucking fans act, yeah, I mean, like, look, Joey Janela and fucking, uh, John Zander come off the fucking roof, and fucking fire, and, fucking glass and barbed wire and these motherfuckers almost die and Zandig breaks his fucking back and Joey slices fucking tendons open and shit and you get this little faggot uh Stauffer kid is on his fucking knees with his hands together like he's praying and shit going thank you thank you thank you like I don't want to be around motherfuckers that act like this in public man There's one thing to be excited and clap and chant and all of that shit. And then it goes into a real weird fucking area where I got to go like, wait a minute, I'm in the same place as this motherfucker. Like, I'm looking like, yeah, me too. Like, nah, I can't, I can't fuck with y'all. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not where you're at. You know what I mean? Everybody acts different and this and that, but it just, it becomes real fucking weird sometimes when you know people take it to another now i don't like that little cocksucker so that's that's completely separate from you know um i that's that's just a a big example because he's he's the last fucking thing we're going to talk about as far as uh how um you know uh an adult should act or any of that type of stuff but um it's just it's just become weird man and you know i got some friends that you know we constantly send each other these pictures like look at this motherfucker look at this motherfucker and it's like it's like it never ends it doesn't it doesn't dull down it's not a one time thing it's like they're trying to top each it's like they're having a gay competition and shit to see who could be gayer but then they're not really gay but it's just like a fun thing they're doing it's not fun for me and and it and it's just become some shit like you can guarantee that I'll never purchase a fucking shirt. Like I got a Sammy Callahan shirt from way back with the fucking Sammy Callahan versus the panda and shit. And I can't I can't rock that shit. I can't walk around like I'm representing this dude that lays in the water with a fucking dude. Yeah you know I mean like I you can guarantee you I'm not gonna wear your fucking shit if you act like that type of shit, man. You know, there's a certain amount of, like, representation. That's why Austin 316 shirts sold like a motherfucker because the dudes was walking around like, yeah, that bad motherfucker, that's that's what I'm representing. Uh, you know, 316, fuck the world, drinking beers, you yeah know I mean? That was, like, the, the coolest fucking thing to walk around with. You yeah know I mean? You didn't see quite as many people with, uh, you know, the Rico shirts and, and uh, you know, Chuck and Billy you didn't, you didn't see, uh, you know, quite as many people with, with those shirts. There, there's a reason for that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what direction the fuck they're going. Um, there, there's so much just, just bullshit that goes on. Um, you know, another thing that to me just stands out as, as not cool and it's become more and more acceptable is people who aren't in fucking shape being just completely accepted and encouraged to be, you know, just doing, doing it that way. Now there was, there was always like, um, like your occasion where like John Zandig would do the razzle dazzle and stuff. And it would catch the people off guard, like so much like, Oh shit, look what John Zandig did. Well, <laughs> the first time he does that, that pops everybody in the crab. The second, third time he does that, it starts to get less and less reaction because, uh, let's get right down to it, that's not some shit that he does well. So, it's funny, ah, okay, yeah, 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 cool, but that's not what you want to see every fucking month as one of his fucking moves. Like, there's a certain amount of staying in your lane that should be happening. You should be doing the shit that you do best out there. That's what you should be presenting to the fans. And more and more over time, it's become more and more acceptable for the big fat guy to do a fucking Rana. Like, I hate to break it to fucking Monster Mac. He might love doing fucking Ranas, but it looks like shit. It looks completely cooperative between the two fucking people. Like, you guys are practicing really hard for you to be able to do some Cruiserweight shit. Monster Mac. And fucking Moth are one of the most dominant big man fucking crusher tag teams out there. That's what the fuck they should be doing. You know, Monster Mac impressing himself like, look, I did a run. No one wants to see that shit. Might be some a couple people popping for these are the same people that'll pop for any fucking thing you do, any fucking thing you do. They'll see you in fucking Wawa and they'll you'll hit the same fucking pop. You can go, you know what I mean? buy a Snickers bar at Wawa and if they see you picking it, they'll pop for it the same way they did for that fucking Rana. It has nothing to do with the actual thing you're doing. They're just happy to fucking see you doing something. And then again, like you get certain amount of like shock value. To, oh, the big guy doing a Rana, but come on, man. You got guys like fucking Phoenix and Ricochet and these guys doing these fucking whip Ranas that are fucking quick. And it looks like dude caught him with his fucking legs and poop fucking whipped them through you know, this shit looks so fucking cooperative, and, you know, people get mad at, at, um, high spot matches and shit like this, but, I mean, when it comes down to it, wrestling, come on, man, an Irish whip isn't fucking realistic, it, when the fuck has ever, anyone ever grabbed your arm and threw you and you bounced off some shit and came running back at him? I mean, that's, it, wrestling as a whole is not realistic, let's, let's cut that shit out right off the bat, but, There's, there's a certain expectation for someone to just do what the fuck they're good at. Big guys be fucking big guys. You know, I mean, you guys at the same token to throw them motherfuckers around and doing all that crazy shit. You shouldn't be taking bumps on your head every fucking month because it should be harder for people to put you in that predicament. You know what I mean? I don't know. That's just, um, again, and I'm no historian. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm no wrestler to tell you, like, how to do what you do. But I, I'm just saying from a fan's perspective, if some shit just looks like garbage. Whether you like it and whether it makes you and your wrestler buddies fucking happy or not, it looks like shit to a lot of fans. It does. You know, I, I mean, it, you know, Jimmy Lloyd is, is a classic example of, of exactly what I'm talking about. 90% of every fucking thing he does looks like absolute shit. But people go, oh, look at him, he's trying his ass off. Oh, look, he kind of did that move. Look at him, man. Look at him go. He's not in that great shape, and he's young. And look at that kid almost do that move, right? That's 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 just great. You know what I mean? And, and they just keep giving this motherfucker credit for trying. Just participation trophy-ass wrestling. This is the type of shit that's just encouraged. This fucking kid is going to die, man. He's in there doing fucking piles of fucking glass. And if anybody thinks that this isn't a slap in the fucking face of DJ, it's just patting his kid on the back, telling him he's the future of death match wrestling, while he botches shit over and over with piles of fucking glass in front of him and on top of him and all of this shit. It looks like absolute garbage. The fans, a lot of times, they don't give a fuck who does what, man, like you could fall through a fucking window and they're just going to call you, you know, the best deathmatch wrestler they've ever seen. Um, there's obviously a line between, you know, a Danny Havoc and a Jimmy Lloyd, but in the same token, a lot of fans are just happy with seeing people bleed any way it comes. It really doesn't matter talent wise or what was done right. Or what was done safe. Carnage cup is a clear fucking example of that. Exactly. I've heard rumors of motherfuckers are going to get, somebody's going to get a fucking finger cut off or something this weekend. So we'll see. And if that shit happens, you know, we'll talk about it next week. And um, it's just, it's just bananas. Some of the shit that goes down and the way that people act and respond to it, 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 um, you know, just continues to encourage just bad fucking behavior. And and when, you know, this is one of DJ students. So they're patting him on the back and going, you're the future of death matches. You're the future of death matches. Oh, we got a fucking barbed wire, light tube, this, that, that. They're not starting off mild with them. They're just throwing them into fucking piles of light tubes. Fuck this kid. And (laughs) when it comes down to it, when he gets really hurt or whatever, they just move the fuck on. that will be it. Oh, when his fucking bump card or his whatever the fuck you want to call it is, is used up, fuck him. They, they used him for what he was worth. They threw him through a bunch of shit for shock value. Uh, they're feeding him to fucking Nick Gage. I mean, Gage is going to abuse that kid. And, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It's just, it it, it just seems crazy. And like I said, a lot of this is just um, mediocre, uh, mediocre fucking guys that are just being encouraged to be mediocre, and they're just going, no, nah, no, nah, you're the best, never mind that, never, you know, you're, you're all right, you know, and they start to believe their own bullshit, you know, Danny DeMano gets a fucking stomach surgery, loses 100 pounds, and he's doing fucking moonsaults to the outside, you know, best of the light heavyweight qualifying match, and what the fuck happened, you know, like, you're trying to qualify for a light heavyweight match, just because you got your fucking stomach stapled, and, and dropped 100 pounds, and, and looked like sickly, like, all the people that get that surgery, and I'm not just picking on that guy because I think he's a piece of shit, but um, all, all, every single person that ever got that fucking surgery goes from fat to looking completely sickly, like, really sickly. It looks like you go from, like, man, you're so fat, man. One day, man, that, that's going to cause you some serious health problems, and then you get the surgery, and it looks like you have a serious health problem. Like, it's, it makes you look tremendously sickly. That other Drew kid that um, takes pictures and um, apparently is a wrestler because, again, people encourage people who are non-athletic and have no business in the fucking ring to do shit because that's what you want to do. Follow your dreams, bro. You can do it. Bullshit. <laughs> it's not good to anybody. He's in a deathmatch tournament in, like, fucking September. Fuck. I mean, whatever, man. So, but, um, you know, best of the light heavyweight. Oh, fucking moonsault to the outside, wraps his fucking leg around the guardrail. Well, okay. You know. That that's nobody's fucking fault but your own. You know? I mean it was an area where you'd have to thread a fucking needle because the guardrails were so close to begin with. And I mean, you know, a high flyer might look at that and go, Eh, it's a little fucking close. Maybe maybe we'll uh skip that fucking spot. Or maybe you know, Maybe we'll do it uh, towards where the entranceway is, so there's like a big gap there. I could overshoot all I want. Nah, no, nah, we'll try to thread the needle. You know, it used to be a hundred pounds heavier. Why wouldn't you be able to completely judge that perfectly? And oh fuck, how's your leg? Yeah, I mean, it's just, just people keep fucking talking themselves into believing their own fucking hype, and and that's that's what that's what we're fed as fans. Uh, you know definitely part of what has made me less of a fucking fan yeah people that can do it that discourage the fans from even fucking liking them with a different persona on social media and and going out of their way to just become unlikable as a fucking person it's like oh man that match was really good but you see the dumb shit he did on fucking twitter the other day man he looked like he was fucking laying in the water with a dude i just Shit like this just doesn't fly. And then, like I said, some other people just don't belong doing it. But, again, another wrestler co-signed him and told him they do belong doing it. So, the fans don't know shit. Fucking deal with it. All right. Whatever. Um, So, there's that. Um, What the fuck else? Uh, Man, uh, TNA's doing all sorts of shit. I watched a little bit of it here and there. But um, EYFBO in there with Homicide doing the LAX thing um uh, low-key just showed back up in there i didn't i didn't even see that i just read it on uh twitter or one of them somebody sent me a picture and um yeah i think he won the x division title right away and stuff so i definitely got to tune into that low-key's always been one of my favorites so uh that's pretty awesome i also saw scott steiner's back in there i don't really know what the purpose of that is but uh you know um Since I last uh, did a show, I got the chance to see Artie Lang live, which, um, you know, a little worrisome because going into it uh, a couple weeks beforehand, he got arrested with coke and heroin in Hoboken by his house. And, um, you know, it's just sad because Artie's a guy who's just so tremendously talented as far as a comedian. He's so quick-witted. If you ever listen to him, you know, on, like, his podcast. Or, you know, the Stern days. Those are the absolute best fucking years of Stern was the Artie era. And um, he was always just so quick, like, bam, bam, bam. Like, they would throw something at him, and he'd have just a line for it right away. Um, you know, no pun intended with the lines and shit. But, um, you know, he, he's he's tortured, man. The dude, um, he lost his father when I, I want to say he was, like, 20, 21 or something like that when his father died uh his father fell off a a ladder he stole off (laughs) off a truck and uh he was doing you know like cable installation type shit and installing shit on roofs and uh he would stack like a, a stolen ladder on a picnic table just to get onto the fucking roof and stuff like that he fell off a ladder and paralyzed himself uh his father was a man's man you know he always he's always super tough and always had already you know kind of raised that way and he always looked up to his dad as like the, the un unstoppable force like this dude was the guy you would look at as like the guy not to be fucked with so for that guy to go from that to helpless and you know um you know a guy where he had to fucking like he had to take care of him like he had to move him on and off the fucking toilet and shit he was paralyzed that's it until he was dead and Artie's convinced that, uh, he had a friend help him kill himself because he, he didn't want to live that life. So for Artie to go through that at, you know, his age where he was becoming an adult, you know, going from that teenage going into adult and shit. Now he just snapped and spun out of control and the drugs really turned up then. And he's never been able to steer out of that, you know, steer out of that fucking car crash. Um, yeah, I feel really bad for him, but I don't feel like this is going to be a good end for him, which, I mean, you don't have to be Nostradamus to to know that, but um, he was at the height of his powers at the Stern Show, man. He'll tell you a million times his father used to listen to the Stern Show like gospel, and and his father didn't get to see him reach that pinnacle, and no matter what he accomplishes in life, the one person he looked up to the very, very most will never ever see a bit of his success. And that's something I don't think he can get past. And, um, you know, I think he continually struggles with that and he keeps falling back into this, this heroin cycle. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, so I saw him at the count Basie theater. Um, he was great. Um, now, i've heard every joke that he told that night i i don't see that as a negative i knew going in that that was going to be the case when it comes down to a guy like artie you know he he was on the stern show for what six years seven years eight years i i don't remember because i know he was on k-rock and then he he moved over to sirius he was on from you know 05 to 09 at sirius but a couple years prior on k-rock too so probably like eight years something like that um Well, he talked for four hours a day. Um, Well, at least, you know, reacted with Howard and and Robin and and all them, like, and and really, you know, went back and forth and joked and and all of that for fucking four or five hours a day. At some point, there was five days a week. They went down to four days a week and all that shit. But look, I mean, you can't cover that amount of time and hold back an hour of material it's gotta be somewhat of an extension of things that you've already heard and, and compilations of things you've heard. This just has to be, I mean, it's just, you don't see that many comedians that put in that much on air time and then go on the road. So, I mean, what, what can you hold back? What can you create beyond what you've already heard? Um, and now even with the podcast, you know, you do it a couple of days a week and you know, you put in a solid hour and you know, he'd bounce around and do this and that and impressions and this, but I mean, it's going to be somewhat of a compilation of things you've heard before, but I never got to see Artie live, so it was great to see him live. You know, see him do a lot of the bits that I've heard a million times right in front of me. Now he looks like, you know, Fat Grandpa Munster right now. He looks fucking terrible. But, um, you know, again, I don't think he's long for this world. Um, He was actually just um, brought back for season two of Crashing on uh, Showtime. I think Showtime or HBO. I don't know. Showtime, I think. Um, and you know, good for him, but I this isn't end him well. there's no fucking way. That dude does not know how to fucking get out of this. Um, you either have it or you don't, man. Addiction is a motherfucker. I definitely dealt with it and I was able to steer myself out of it and um, you know, focus my addiction towards physicality. Um not everyone could do that. And um I mean to a certain extent I gotta pat myself on the back for that. But you know, I could see where it's not something everyone could do. You know, um, it's uh, you, you got to have something there, and I, you know, I had that little bit of you know that that physicality in me. I mean, you're, not, you're definitely not going to go from like a 300-something pound dude to you know running fucking Spartan races. Uh, so he, he's in a really rough spot, and you know the other the other bad thing about that is you know Artie. Artie's a very functional addict. Yeah, you might miss this. You might miss that. I think he's missed more dates trying to stay off of it than he ever did on it. Because when he was on, there was no problems. It was the withdrawals that kept him off, like the Saget roast. It was the withdrawals that kept him off the show on certain days where he would call in sick because he was going through withdrawals and he was so sick. But he sat on the fucking show on heroin countless times and cracked people the fuck up. Um, you know, he does gigs fucked up. I'm sure he was fucked up when I saw him. I mean, he had to have been, you know, you could tell by the way people move around and shit like this. But so being functional like that, there's not going to be much that's going to stop him because the income isn't going to stop. Um, the show is going to keep going on until it, it can't, you know, so it, it's just, it's really sad, man. Um, You know, to me, he's an icon. And a lot of people would just look at that and go, Artie Lang icon. I don't know about that shit. But the Howard Stern show is by far the most, um, the biggest radio show of all time. I don't think that's even debatable. Um, And in my opinion, and in many people's opinion, the Artie Lang era of the show was the greatest period of that show. And it had everything to do with Artie's involvement and his his feedback and his, his interaction with the show. So, you know, put in that perspective, I, I think you got to look at Artie as a fucking icon. Um, so I'm happy to have seen him. And, uh, I mean, as always, I always hope that he, he steers this, this shit in the right direction, but I, I can't see it fucking happen. And I think that's a, that's a really, really long, unrealistic shot for that to happen. Um. So that's that. Uh, Speaking of Spartan races, this fucking Saturday, I have the Spartan Beast. Last year, the same race took me seven hours, seven plus hours. Um, Pretty intimidating going into this year. Um, My mind's been all over the fucking place. Um, I lost my cat on Friday. I haven't been right. Um, I just haven't been able to focus. I've gone from like a somewhat lost feeling to just incredible sadness. And, and I keep bouncing back and forth between this and that. And, um, like I said, I I really can't even get into that because it's just, it's hard, man. It's really, really hard. Um, you know, it's, everyone handles things differently and everyone has different things or people that are that close to them. And this cat was just that he was, he was that close. I mean, so, um, You know, it's put me in a weird place, and I have, like, an enormous fucking physical challenge uh, the the week following, you know, what's going down. So, I've done everything I can to train. All I could do is get at it and do it and just just turn on some real fucking, real serious shit come Saturday. Um, I have seen a couple forecasts. Uh, One says, like, 86 and, quote-unquote, like summer, which makes me very fucking happy because... The worst thing for these races, for me, is the cold. Because once you start getting into fucking wetness and water and you're on a mountain and the breeze is blowing, it's just hell, man. You can't stay dry. You can't stay warm. It's just fucked up. So, I'd rather be hot at that motherfucker. Um, So, it looks like that's what I'm going to get. I've also seen, like, a 30% chance of thunderstorm-type shit, which... For another reason, I can't really get into thunderstorms are going to bring out a tremendous fucking anger and uh, drive out of me. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. But a 30% chance definitely doesn't sound like it's going to wash out my day. Doesn't sound like it's going to, you know, um, monopolize the entire race or anything like that. So if anything, it should be a hurdle I have to deal with. But Um, uh, temperatures in the eighties is something I'm, I'm liking. I'm definitely liking the sound of that. Um, it's going to be a hell of a challenge. It really is. Um, I expect, well, I hope to be in good enough shape the following day to go out and get my peppers, which is, you know, a yearly thing I've been doing, uh, go out and get my hot pepper plants, um from uh what the fuck is it called cross-country nurseries i want to say but uh if you go to chiliplants.com that's that's where you can order them offline but that's the home of that which is the biggest chili plant distributor uh the largest variety of chili plants in the world uh their home base is right here in jersey and uh that's that's where i go i take a trip out there every year it's nice you know i mean a little distance but it's a nice drive and uh yeah, it's nice to go out there and pick out my plants, you know, firsthand and everything. So, um, hopefully I'll be, uh, not banged up enough or, yeah, uh, in good enough shape or whatever to, uh, endure just, you know, riding out there for that. Uh, the next, we'll, we'll have to see, take it one thing at a time. Um, Aaron Hernandez killed himself and, um, supposedly had it like a gay lover in prison and all this other shit. Um... You know, I heard a lot of different things about this and you know, people were making jokes and shit because, you know, I mean, look, this is the dude that was supposedly gang affiliated throughout college and everything else, had all sorts of troubled past with all of that, and you know, was a thug and this and that. Um, supposedly when he killed this fucking dude that he killed, it was like, yo, he disrespected me, like stepped on his shoes in the club type shit. Yeah I mean. Like that's fucking ruthless that you can't let shit go to the point where you're making multi, multi fucking million dollars and you got to kill a motherfucker with your own hands or gun or whatever the case. You got to fucking physically end somebody's life because you're that bad of a motherfucker that you got to make that type of point. So I don't want to hear the fucking sympathy and oh, what about his kids, man? He fucked his kids over when he killed a fucking person. When he took his multi-million dollar fucking life and threw it the fuck away, beyond the millions, beyond the this, beyond the that, let's talk about those fucking kids now. Don't wait until the motherfucker kills himself in a cell and go, no, his kids don't have a father. The dude wasn't getting out of fucking prison ever. The kids didn't have a fucking father, whether the fact that he was on the planet and continually mentioned as the guy that killed somebody and you'll never see again, you can write letters to like a pen pal that killed somebody. Get out of here, man. I understand not making suicide up to be a complete joke, but this isn't a kid that got fucking, you know, bullied and fucking, um, you know, fell into a deep depression and killed himself. And someone's joking on, this is a fucking ruthless murderer that fucking couldn't handle the time and fucking killed himself. So let's let's fucking settle down as far as the sensitivity goes on his fucking suicide. It is what it is, man. Um What else? What else? What else? Um I want to um I want to get into the um Joey Janella Spring Break show. I actually did watch this whole show uh my boy Jeremy came over and uh we watched that's one thing I, I kind of can do is if I get a, like a person, a couple of people or whatever, you know, and we put a show on, I can get through watching a whole show then, you know, but, um, many and many a times in the past, I used to just by myself, I used to just get through a bunch of shows and I'd be able to review a bunch of shit on here because of that. But that, like that type of shit is, has uh, kind of faded on me. So, um, as far as, you know, just, just sitting and watching something for three hours. It's just, I don't know. Um, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to take uh, another break. I'm going to play another track. And then when I get back from that, I'll, um. I'll, I'll review that show. I'll uh, get my, my thoughts and everything on that. All right. Yo, it's 325 in the morning My baby mom's still yawning Kiss my little daughter on the forehead Enough said, people goes off 500, yo, it's bustin'. Bust God we Trust another one bites the yeah, dust You're fuck that. I was about to see this cat Some niggas pulled up in the black Suburban jumped out the back Trying to put it on me while we fighting over the gas The way them niggas trying to play me, son Them niggas is whack.
0: Hey, yo, Ram, yo, you know it's only right if we react Call uh-huh. the whole squad, ladies, these niggas down, face black Hey, yo, bust 151 in Saint Nick. I'm there quick. I told my baby moms I got to go. I walked out the door to grab the two nines out the float, Drop it south. Niggas to vote. Still on the run. Always run for cover when it's necessary. i mouth numbers for now. With all that shit is temporary. Fuck with the wrong click, the way we get down. If we violate the leave, your laws can never be found. Number whatever on this in person. In a minute the niggas will feel a full blast of my squad gas. I do the shot, Burrow Bridge, and my fat lands with my two lines and my man. I'm a second from this spot across the street. From the parking lot, my trigger finger is hot I'm seeing bucks in the phone booth Niggas on the roof, split Star is in the brains. The atmosphere changed Lords in the forerunner with machine guns Big ones, now we about to have mad fun Me and the whole squad meet up No shit about the heat up Wet the whole tire street up Black from the car speed up My enemies wouldn't even want to beat you I see you hunting me down Not knowing that my crew arrives We gon' see who be the last alive While we creep all over the place Looking for space in case See them with my whole flip up in the face As my squad hold they post down We patiently laying for them to pass through Carefully timing the way we put it on their whole crew Hey yo bus, Jimmy the i I'm here for you Close to you, blood in and blood out. We going all out. Bullets just, out. just bringing out, it just springing out. Your butt hit the dirt like black. You my nigga, sister, and I got your back. Turn around quick, oh shit. He started blasting, great me on the head Lord, at first he dump five on a nigga, suck his whole shit, his whole crew. Busting, shit ain't going according to plan. Goddamn, shit jazz Niggas standing right behind me, think I'm caught up on the creek. I think I need to pray to Lord, my soul a key. This thing about to fly my hand, crew bursts into a rage. Slip lifted this nigga, put in two. It's not a rib cage, yo rampage. Hey, yo, I see them niggas coming, now I'm dumbin' We dead three niggas already. The next two be we, we leaving bloody. So much drama over this fucking money. The way the situation ended wasn't even funny. Tried to buy this nigga because I was fucking hungry. But if you try to get you blast a nigga in a hurry. Me and my squad bouncers left the fucking scene ugly. <laughs> I'm dreaming about man. Shit is crazy. I gotta call this nigga Ram. Oh shit! All right, um, we'll just come back on
1: that. Um, so, shit. I I wanted to touch on this uh, Onita situation. Uh, Onita is being brought in to wrestle Matt Tremont, which is a big, big time dream match, um, I mean, dream match for everybody, really, because, um, it, uh, Onita is not a guy who has come to the States very often, he's, uh, blown off quite a few things, ECW, he's blown off CZW, he's blown off, you know, a bunch of people and pulled out, and hopefully, you know, none of that type of last minute shit happens to CZW, but, um, from all accounts, it is going down in, uh, fuck, I want to say, uh, August, I think August, um, shit, I don't even remember the date now, cause it's not something I'm attending, so, pretty sure August, but, um, so it's just going down, and it's going to be the explosion match and all of that, not only is it going down, it is going down in New Jersey, and, um, that's just, uh, it, it's a spectacle. I mean, it, there is, there is no question about it. This is going to be an enormous spectacle there. They have to have to, first off, they have to have eye pay-per-view running by then. If they don't have i pay-per-view running right by then, they should shut the motherfucking company down. They, they should really close their fucking doors. DJ should sell it to somebody who gives a fuck. And, and just fucking move on. Um, so, but they're bringing in the pyro specialists from Japan to actually do it right. Cause you know, the, the pyro shit in, in the States has been botched horribly pretty much every time. Um, so yeah, man, um, Hey, it's going to be a huge spectacle. Now I don't think Onita could still work or anything like that. Um, So, I mean, I guess I'll I'll reference it, you know, in this aspect that they just brought in um, Supreme to wrestle Tremont in uh, GCW this past weekend. And from every um, report I heard, Tremont completely carried this match. Uh, Supreme could barely move. The ref helped them up to get into the ring, like at the start of the match. Um, and you know, for many, I mean, you could look at the end of the match when Tremont is shaking hands with, um, with Supreme and Tremont's got his fucking head and eye wrapped cause he got hit in the fucking eye with a light tube, his, his fucking pouring blood from everywhere he could fucking pour blood from. And Supreme looks like he barely wrestled a fucking match. Like you don't see much blood on the dude at all. And I'm sure he had a little bit of blood, whatever the case is, but he didn't look even in the same world as fucking Tremont. He looked like he did a run-in and someone hit him with a spot real quick. You know what I mean? Like, shit. was completely lopsided. So, I don't know if Tremont's just practicing to carry, you know, Deathmatch Legends. Because when it comes to Anita, the same thing's going to happen. Um Tremont is going to completely carry this match. He's going to die if he has to, to make this match special. And, you know, again, from what I heard from the uh, GCW thing is the match was fucking bananas because Tremont was willing to fucking, you know, die for what he loved there. I, you know, you got to give Tremont credit for that. Because the match would have been a, a complete fucking failure if it went off of uh tit-for-tat or, you know, a back-and-forth effort where it was evenly exchanged or anything like that. You weren't going to get, you know, uh, pure entertainment out of fucking Supreme. I was never a fan of Supreme. Um, again, I'll acknowledge it as a huge, huge matchup because he, he was the XBW guy. He was a West Coast guy, you know, to to wrestle... This era's deathmatch King pretty much I mean the the things that Matt Tremont has done Within a short amount of time In the deathmatch world Is I mean tremendous I, I think far far more Than Supreme ever did because Supreme never made The rounds the way that Tremont has And just taken over deathmatch tournaments Across the country You know and, and been that beloved In every circle he, he gets into Matt Tremont He you know he gets that top level treatment because he's, he's earned that, you know, Supreme got, got over within XPW. So he was the XPW guy, but he didn't really branch out to be shit anywhere else as far as I'm concerned. So, um, it was what it was, but like I said, um, uh, a big time matchup because it's something that, that hasn't been done, you know? Um, so, but that's that's what I think the Oneida thing is going to be. It's going to be a huge, huge spectacle, uh, you know, once-in-a-lifetime uh, experience and all of that type of stuff. So, uh, you know, I mean, I'd expect that place to be fucking packed. Um, what else do I got? Um, another GCW note real quick before I get into the Joey Janela spring break thing. Apparently, the Necro Butcher was um, – Appearing at last week's or the, you know, Sunday's GCW event. You know, and you get a bunch of these fans and this and that that are posing with the dude and this and that and, you know, professing their love for the guy. And I just, it just disgusts me because i i don't really give a fuck what anybody says about you know what he used to be of course man um i was a necro fan too the dude was was the king of fucking death matches at at one point you know he was the fucking guy no matter what you know i mean one of my favorite matches ever is him versus joe the ultimate styles clash match i saw a fucking front row and, uh, you know, I still reflect on it as just one of my favorite matches ever and this and this. But as far as celebrating the guy or wanting to be anywhere near a picture with him, or any of that type of shit um, or any promoter to even have the fucking lack of fucking morals to bring the guy in and pay him money. This dude beat the shit out of a woman. Like a third of his fucking size doesn't matter what size she is, but either way, a small woman just beat the fucking shit out of her because of some money shit. You know, she stole, took his Disney money. He was going to bring the family to Disney with that money. This And this is all shit that he typed out himself. So it's not speculation or not something I heard from this one or that one. He typed it out. She typed it out. They both pretty much confirmed each other's stories other than Necro just saying, what would you do? She deserved it type shit. That was pretty much the end of that whole situation with him just saying, like, yeah, well, what would you do? And, like, pictures of her face off this big hillbilly just fucking rained down blows on her while she was curled up on a fucking recliner with the kids in the next room and her begging him to fucking stop. So for all you motherfuckers that are going out there and taking pictures with this fucking dude and acting like it's all good because he was a deathmatch fucking legend or this or that, you have no fucking morals. And I don't respect motherfuckers like that. I just don't. That's that's not the type of person I respect. I don't give a fuck what his profession is. I don't give a fuck what he used to do. You either respect people who beat women or you don't. You can't play the fucking role where you hate motherfuckers that put their hands on women and then go fucking posing pictures with the necro butcher because that's a guy who did exactly that to the fullest fucking extent, beat the shit out of that woman. And from what I've heard, again, this this part is alleged because this is just from what I heard. uh, She wasn't the only one. So he's had a history of doing this type of shit. You know what I mean? And, and it's just, it's not fucking cool to me. I don't respect that dude. I don't fucking think that someone should go, yo, I need a photo op with this guy and this and that. I should really sit and talk with this guy. Oh, man, we should pay that guy money to come in and fucking do a little spot and this and that. It's fucking garbage, man. No fucking respectful fucking man with a with a mother, a sister, a daughter, anybody... Who respects any women in their fucking life should respect a guy or hold a guy in high regard that would just pummel a woman the way he did yeah I mean, and this again this is all shit that he fucking typed out he fucking vouched to he he fucking agree- you know <clears throat> he he completely fucking and then, you know, went on fucking Facebook like a fucking teenage girl whining about the judge stealing his fucking kids. After he beat the shit out of a woman, then played a victim role to why why won't the judge let me see my kids. And then, you know, taking pictures on Facebook with with the kids flipping the camera off. This dude is not a good dude, man. Like, cut that shit out. It just, it helps me weed people out of my fucking Facebook feed that that respect that dude that that hold that dude in high regard despite everything he did because you're so blinded to the fact that you're such a fucking mark for a wrestler for a deathmatch wrestler for whatever the case is whatever that guy's profession is that overrides your morals to that level shows me where you're at period i i can't ever take somebody seriously that says oh, uh, I'll never respect a woman beater, and then they got a fucking recent picture with the fucking necro-butcher. Get out of here, man. Nobody's trying to hear that shit. So, maybe motherfuckers forgot, maybe motherfuckers didn't know, who fucking knows? It was pretty highly publicized and all that, but... um. You know, people people um, they use selective hearing, selective morals. It all has to cater to the situation that makes them happy at the moment. It's it's not like deep rooted fucking passionate morals. You know, I have that type of shit where I don't really sway much in my opinion. I feel this way, you know, about animals. Motherfuckers do the wrong type of shit. The animals are gone. Like I can't I can't make exceptions where like oh you're okay, you know,
0: <clears throat>
1: you know I just I don't. I don't fucking, I don't flip flop on my opinions, you know, and people can say what they want about me, but at least I hold strong to what the fuck I I think, you know, I I actually have deep fucking rooted opinions, so, um, all right, um, let's go into the, uh, Joey Janela spring break show, now, look, like I said, Fucking good on them for going into Florida on a fucking Thursday night and midnight and packing that motherfucker. Um, also good on them on making it like a two and a half hour show. Cause I, I kept thinking to myself like, man, this main event's going to go on at three or four in the morning. And now they condensed it, man. They made it work as far as it was hourly wise. And, um, you know, they, they packed it into a tight little show and, um, yeah, man. Um, Show started out with Sammy Callahan versus Kyle the Beast. Um, This wasn't a bad match, but it was a little quick. You know, it was a little um, quicker than I expected. Um, I I knew they could do better than what was done. I think they had another match since then that I want to say I heard was better. Um, But, you know, again, this, this wasn't supposed to be a super long show. So, I mean, that, that's a match that should be able to main event a card, you know what I mean, with what Kyle the Beast has meant as far as, you know, world, well, I'm not saying world champion, champion to GCW. I know they're going to Mexico so they can validate their world title when they, when they go there and Tremont defends it once, but realistically, it's not currently a world title, no matter how many times you say it. You didn't go anywhere than fucking Jersey. And uh maybe outside of Jersey, but you might not even fucking left the state with the title. So let's let's settle down with the world title shit. But um um yeah, so you know, the what he meant to the title, I should say. And then Sammy Callahan, obviously being, you know, um well respected and a guy who tears it up all the time, you know, um you know, so um could have been better, but not bad um then you had this uh this guy from this band i don't know man i don't know i'm I'm too old for this shit i guess (laughs) i'm gonna have to danny glover this one uh i don't know who the fuck this guy is i don't know who the fuck this band is but uh he was teamed up with penelope ford up against braxton sutter and alley or formerly known as pepper parks and cherry bomb uh this this wasn't that good um it's it just wasn't um Penelope, she has, um, she has a lot of athletic ability. You know, she has a lot of gymnastic ability and, um, she's been taking like these crazy fucking bumps lately too. Like that, the Janela is, is, uh, kind of wearing off on her. She took the, the handspring fucking spear from damn Moff. Shit looked like just murder. Obviously not in this show. Cause that's not the match I just said, but on beyond, um, but, I mean, shit looked just like fucking murder. Um, Desmond Xavier took that same spot. When, but when Penelope took it, the shit just looked like a crime. <laughs> the shit looked crazy. Um, you know, she took a bunch of shit there in that match with Zandig and Joey, you know, where she got involved in a bunch of shit there. So she's doing some crazy stuff to really, you know, um, you know, I guess earn some respect here or there, or really stand out of the crowd as, you know, you know a risk taker and good on her for that but um i think some of the uh maybe the gymnastic background gets a little bit she gets a little carried away with it um there was like a point in that match where she did like a front roll just to get up for the dude to pick her up it was like what what was the point of that like i don't know like she did probably like four or five handspring moves off the ropes like all right. I mean, that's awesome you could do it and everything. I can't do any of that crazy shit, but um I mean, you know, fucking cut it in half or something. Do do half the amount of handsprings and shit. Um but uh I, you know, and, and I'm not just putting blame on her for the match or anything like that. It was just, you know, you had one guy who wasn't a wrestler. You had Penelope and then you had the other two obviously have chemistry and, you know, or, Legitimately together and everything like that So it just, I don't know, it just wasn't anything Special, it wasn't the worst thing in the world But it just wasn't, yeah Wasn't anything special Um, what was next Uh Anything Goes Match, Eddie Kingston Versus Matt Tremont Uh This, this is,
0: uh
1: You know Sometimes the Deathmatch guys They get into this, this world Where they they know that the blood f- pops the fans so it could be like the smallest thing and, and they do the same amount of like blade job as they would for like the middle of tournament of death like Kingston did some shit to him I think with like a fork or I, I forget exactly what he did to him but it led to Tremont blading like it was the fucking finals of the king of the death match and it, it just it looked fucking corny and, you know, it's crazy to see a fucking guy bleeding like that and have to go, like, oh, come on, bro. Because, I mean, he's obviously legitimately bleeding, but there's sometimes and, I mean, you know, rest in peace, brain damage, but he used to do some wild shit like that, too. Like, it would be the very beginning of the match, and the shit would barely get fucking going, and it would be like, oh, fuck, man. And he would do that shit where he was legitimately, like, pissing blood out of his head. Gage used to do it a ton, um trying to think of somebody else. I mean, but <clears throat> there was definitely an era where it, it started more and more where we, it was just like early and often, bam, bleeding, you know, blading, bleeding, fucking buckets. Like, Holy shit, man. Like that was a little over fucking kill. You know, um, if you want to add a little blood to the match, uh, you know, I, I guess I understand some people are just really into that. I'm not so much. Like, I'm good with the blood. I love death matches and all that. But just like bleeding for the sake of bleeding, uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. And this was just holy shit—the example of bleeding for the sake of bleeding, like a lot. So, um, you know, it, it just to me it took away from it. Um, and you know, another thing that I, I have to criticize is. Matt Tremont and Eddie Kingston are two of the best promo cutters in the fucking business. Not the indies, the fucking business. And there wasn't even a back-and-forth promo battle between these guys leading up to this show. Obviously, they drew, so it wasn't a matter of that they needed that out of these guys to draw a house or anything like that. But I would be probably just as entertained by fucking rivaling promos out of those two than I would even be the match. I mean, that's half of the entertainment with these two fucking guys. Like that's a, they both have a fucking gift for promos. And whenever you have those type of guys and they line up and you don't get to see them fucking, you know, fucking war of words on top of what you're going to get in the ring. I mean, you kind of, you're kind of losing out. So I, um, I, I wish they would have did something with that. Now, um, next was this, uh, they called it the inaugural spring break clusterfuck. And I, I don't think they can come up with a better name for that uh, clusterfuck is at least what you should call it. I it's, this was fucking terrible as far as I'm concerned um, early on in the match. Veda gets uh, Veda Scott gets kicked in the fucking mouth by uh, Johnny silver gets her teeth cracked in this fuck. This ridiculous fucking match with Glacier and Dink the fucking clown in it. Veda gets kicked in the fucking teeth by this dude. And, I, you know, I'll give her toughness to hang in the fucking match. Especially, like, I, I think her <laughs> her sole purpose to hang around in the fucking match after getting her mouth broken by fucking a kick early on mm-hmm is pretty much to do a dumbass spot where Dink fucking bites her in the ass and then walks out of the fucking building. Like, he just pretty much got in the ring, bit her in the ass, climbed out of the ring, and walked the fuck out. And she had to fucking get her teeth broken and fucking hang around in the match just to make sure that that shit happened. And I, I don't know what else, you know, the reason was. But either way, like... This To get your teeth busted in a worthless fucking shit match like this, and and she's posting fucking, you know, um, Instagram pictures, like, yeah, hey, just so you know, I got my teeth cracked last night, yeah, it's like, what the fuck, like like a badge of honor, like, that's not a good fucking thing, I don't know how you could be a grown woman, and, you know, she's pretty, I mean, she's someone who can make fucking modeling money, she makes a bunch of money just off of fans thinking she's good-looking and buying her fucking used gear and sweaty socks and fucking pictures and all of that dumb shit, you know. Um, But I don't know how you, you walk around with the badge of honor off of, like, this fucking bullshit. The match was labeled as a clusterfuck. A midget clown bit you in the ass, and you got your fucking teeth cracked in the match. And somehow... You come away from that as a positive, like yeah, I got my fucking teeth cracked. And Jimmy Lloyd, who botched moves throughout the the entire fucking match, he wins the fucking match. Uh, I just, I, I can't, you know.
0: Uh,
1: All right, next up was Leo Rush versus Keith Lee. These fucking two guys was the absolute best match of the show. Um both of these guys belong in the fucking WWE. I mean, these guys belong on TV, like immediately. Um, Leo rush is another guy. One of those guys that acts like a motherfucking clown on the internet and, um, makes you not want to ever buy any of his shit. Um, he was just posing with a mini Cooper the other day, um, saying, uh, you know, thank you wrestling. Cause he just bought a fucking mini Cooper that he's standing by. um, This is the guy that said, uh, Japan, I I want to be inside of you, uh, uh, chew me up and never spit me out and like, like, all right, man, like the last match was good. And now, now I don't want you near me. You know what I mean? Now I don't want you making eye contact with me at the moment. Um, since you said that type of shit, you know, just, just weird type of shit like that where you, you just wish some motherfucker would delete his like social media account and just wrestle because he's really fucking impressive as a wrestler. Then then motherfuckers start talking and you know. This is a guy that um <clears throat> years ago, now it's got to be years ago now. I I tried to when he first hit the scene and you know, he was immediately impressive and I I tried to get him on the podcast and I said, "Yeah, look, uh, you know, I do the show at 9 and whatever." He's like, "9, that's that's really late. I kind of have a kid." And like get those exact words. Nine is, is it's kind of late. I, I kind of have a kid, kind of have three kids. I don't understand why nine o'clock is some off limit shit to you, especially when you're a pro wrestler that's, that's working all sorts of fucking hours of the night. Like, I I don't understand how you're not allowed on the phone after nine o'clock because you kind of have a kid. Like I definitely have a I definitely have three kids. I don't even kind of have a kid. I definitely have three kids, and I do this fucking podcast every goddamn week. Well, not maybe not every week what's yeah i'm coming off like a month not doing a show so <clears throat> i don't know it was just strange and i was just like all right man no worries you know don't worry about it and stuff like but it always just struck me as like strange you know what i mean you don't want to do the show like i'm i'm fine like nobody owes me that or anything like that Nah i'm not interested that that's perfectly fine but that whole kind of have a kid shit always struck me as weird um you know like just just a couple different things like that It's just fucking strange to me. Um, just not normal grown man shit. Um, But tremendously impressive as a wrestler. They're not going to let him do any of that dumb shit on WWE TV. So, um, yeah, I I think he'd be fucking awesome in NXT or wherever. And and Keith Lee is really fucking talented, too. Um, Yeah, he could probably use the tone up a little bit. But um, he's a beast. I mean, he's an impressive fucking wrestler. Uh, Great big guy. Um. So this was by far the match of the show. I mean, you wanted this match to go even longer than it went. Just, just great shit. Um. Uh. Next match was this uh, Joey Janela Marty Jannetty thing, and I don't like Marty Jannetty. I don't like him as a fucking wrestler. I don't like him as a person. Uh, this is a dude that years ago even threatened me on, I think my spacer fucking some shit back and forth with me. Cause I, you know, at the time I was a drunk, so I was talking shit to people for no reason. And, uh, yeah, he was quick to feed right into it because he was as big of a piece of shit as I was, if not more at an older age. Yeah. I mean, this is a dude that used to be in the WWF and, you know, one of the rockers and shit. And he's talking shit to fans online. Talking, I'll fucking beat you up. And he's just a loser. I mean, you could just, you know, <laughs> you could back up from like dumb young kid actions and go, man, that was dumb as shit. But when you back up from that and realize that you were talking to like, a <laughs> way more advanced adult, or it should have been, you know, way more, uh, advanced adult, uh, you start to look at that, and he never really grew out of that shit he's still a, you know that type of dude he's all fucking whatever drugs or alcohol or whatever the fuck he's hooked on he was tweaked the fuck out when he walked out there he had like taunt Tourette's like um Johnny Ringo was another guy who did that uh this other job dude this uh shindy worker he did the same type of taunt Tourette's where uh like Marty Gennetti would just walk out and he'd do like the suck it taunt and he do like put his arms out like Raven. Then he raised his arms up in the air. Like if in no mercy, if you just took like the little joystick thing and just had like a seizure while you were holding on to it and he just did all the taunts in a row, that that's kinda what Marty Giannetti did when he walked out. He didn't know what to fucking do with himself. Like he was just off the fucking chain, he's doing like just dumb shit. And you know, Joey Joey's a, a dude who he seems to just pick guys who he used to like to watch or you know, he, he had some kind of memory or thought of, and just like I'm, I'm gonna fucking work that guy, and he, he seems to be checking off some kind of bucket list of you know people he just wants to get in a ring with. You know, he said it on my show too that he would um he would get a fucking uh, Canadian destroyer out of every fucking buddy in the world that he could. You know, his goal to to get people to do that. And he you know he did it with Marty, or whatever. Um, this to me wasn't shit. You know, it was overhyped, and, you know, Joey made a big deal about it. and It was what it was. But I have no interest in seeing a fucking, I don't even want to call him washed up because he was never shit without Shawn Michaels. And just a dude that's a fucking complete train wreck as a person. And, and, a, and a dude that's that's just, he's just a piece of shit. I, I don't want to see that dude. That, that That doesn't strike me as entertaining when you drag this guy out of whatever fucking, you know. Uh, bar or wherever the fuck he was hanging out at, you know, to, to put him in a like a match. It just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I just don't respect that dude. And, um, just, just, it doesn't strike me as entertaining. So it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Joey has fun with it. You know, he likes to, you know, wrestle all these different people. He, he posted some shit uh, a couple of weeks ago about, uh, he wants to wrestle Buff Bagwells and other things. You know, no one but Joey wants to see. And, you know, he'll he'll get his couple, you know, fans that are just riled up about anything he tells them to like, you know, and, you know, they'll they'll like that shit for whatever reason. He's he's been calling out Vader, too, and Vader's talking shit to him on on the, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all silly. Um, the, then they, they may have ended with the, um, Matt Riddle versus Dan to B. Severn. This was alright, but you know, I, I don't know. It it's it wasn't terrible, but it was, you know, a 50 something year old man wrestling, uh, you know. And it just to me wasn't super believable cuz I know Dan Severn was a bad motherfucker and this and that, but I mean Matt Riddle is the legitimately like current bad motherfucker i mean it's just not the same it's like when you you dig up like an old ass ufc guy and then put him up against like today's fucking you know best talent like you don't expect to go down like an even keeled situation obviously you know we're wrestling you're gonna work it to to look somewhat uh you know believable and stuff like that and you know i'm sure it was a moment for riddle to just be in the ring with them and everything but i don't know it just didn't do shit for me so i mean it the show was what it was i mean it uh it drew a shitload of people they seem to all enjoy themselves uh they've already announced you know oh next year new orleans the same type of shit going on spring break annual fucking whatever so, I mean, good for them. They did well for, her. But, I mean, that, that's my review on the show on how I felt about everything, you know, that went down. And, you know, a lot of people are just able to, to watch the show and just have a good time, but everything goes on. And that's, like I said, I, I'm having a harder and harder time with um, just rolling with the punches and watching the ups and downs of a show. I don't want to watch the downs. I just want to see the best shit and fucking turn it off and do something else. I mean, that's that's where i'm at in life i want to see the best shit you got to offer and that's it i don't don't want to watch the fucking third match on the card i don't want to watch this the you know the, the jobber guy match i don't want to watch the this guy's paying his dues match well these guys are students they pay the fucking uh you know, the the student fee, and, uh, you know, we kind of got to put him on the cards, so we'll put him on this match, you know, he's getting a little better, hey, he's improving, I, I don't need to see that fucking match, you know, if that guy becomes a guy that's tearing the motherfucking house down, you let me know when he's tearing the house down, and I want to see that match, you know, it's just, I, I've gotten past it, man, I've seen so, so much, man, I, you know, 2001 started going, and, you know, seeing this shit that they were doing back then seeing a very very early ring of honor you know the early early czw all the early best of the best the um i mean shit man when i started going like the two thousand ninety 2000 type of era um just to the local shows over here and the stuff that donnie b was putting on with big buck promotions those were shindy shows but they were like main evented or co-main evented by shit like fucking you know uh Christopher Daniels, and fucking, uh, uh, and, and Chris Candido, and shit like that, I mean, when you look at the type of talent that was even winding up on these fucking shows, it was, whoa, man, and you'd see some real good fucking shit in there, but obviously, you put up with a ton of garbage in the early card, and yeah, you know, motherfuckers that worked at the local 7-Eleven during the day and during the night, they were, you know, opening the show with this other asshole and, you know, never amounted to anything. But, again, you know, uh, there was a point where the, the backseat boys were doing ladder matches that I, the spots they were doing in on a family show, on this shindy show, in front of 50 fucking people were just fucking crazy, like crazy, risky, dangerous fucking ladder spots. For like 50 people and half of them didn't even know what the fuck was going on. You know, what I mean, I, you know, that. I mean, that's, that's what I started out as far as indies watching and stuff. So now, you know, when, when so much has been done and it's so hard to find innovation and then there's so many companies that don't even want to. You know, they, they don't bother with the innovation. They don't want to push the envelope anymore. They, you know, they, they, um, they fall back on that. Everything has been done mentality and just go, yeah, why bother? You know, who knows? Uh, you know, and then they, everybody has their own, their own agenda. You know, maybe, you know, DJs booking a lot of, a lot of times DJs booking guys that book him. All of that bullshit California company. No one wants to see that fucking Yuma dude. He was good with the Rocknest Monsters. No one gives a motherfuck in the CCW crowd about fucking Yuma. Nobody. But that company books DJ. So fucking he books them. The Peter Avalon or whoever the fuck his name is from over there. No one gives a fuck about him. But you got a wired title shot because, you know, those guys are booking fucking DJ. That's how it works. That's how it works. The fans begged and begged and begged for John Wayne Murdoch. Fucking Ian booked uh, DJ in the King of the Death match. Fucking three weeks later, John Wayne Murdoch was in CZW. Fucking big, big fucking surprise. You know, it is what it is. People have their own agendas, and it's not necessarily going to be for the best interest of the show or the fans' entertainment anymore. Um, I don't know if it ever was or if it just, uh, happened to fall that way. Um, it's, it's just, uh, strange. Like I said, it's more hit and miss. And if you're able to just roll with the punches and catch the good entertainment when you can. And, you know, deal with the ups and downs and all that. I'm not up for that bullshit no more. Uh, you know, I mean, you only live so fucking long. How long am I going to watch bullshit matches for? I uh, I feel like I'm, I'm past that at this point. You know, if I stumble into some shit that I didn't like, then, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to like everything. But I feel like you're asking for fucking trouble when you go into watching, you know, a monthly show where it's like, oh, this month blue and this month. good you know and a lot of people have said over the years oh if you don't like it don't watch it well that i mean that sounds fucking easy but when you invest yourself in a product the way that i did you're always hoping to see some of that old glimmer and you would get your fucking really good shows you would get your you know even if it was one match that really gave you that feeling like man this is some fucking blow the fucking roof off shit like I'm used to, and, and this this guy's killing it, and that guy. Then there's always something you like on it that draws you in. But it does, I mean, it doesn't stop me from commenting on things because whether you like it or not, I mean, people invest themselves in things, and they're going to have an opinion on it. And you might hear more, hear more from the person who invested in it and got turned off of the product than you ever will the person who's going to show up, whether it's good or not. Yeah, I mean, those people are just going to, oh, I had a good time. Was it good? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you're not going to hear that much criticism out of that person at all. And I know it works for a promoter. It works for a wrestler. It works for all of those people because it's just money coming in, and everybody shuts up and claps when they're supposed to and all that. But if you want criticism on a product, you should probably talk to the person who stopped showing up. I think you're going to get a little bit more out of that person. And look, you were super interested. Why are you now not? What What is it that changed you from being a monthly, um, you know, viewer? What, I mean, what lured you in to begin with? What turned you into someone who just doesn't think it's worth it anymore? What, you know, what's the difference? And I think there's some value to that. But if there isn't to you, then I would... I would um, I would suggest to you or recommend to you the same thing that you're recommending to me as far as Facebook goes, as far as this show goes. If you don't like it, don't fucking listen. Don't read my fucking Facebook if you don't like it. You know, it goes both ways. It, it absolutely does. If you don't, uh, you're telling me, well, I you know, if you don't like the shows, well, why do you have to pick it apart? Well. If you don't like what the fuck I'm typing, why the fuck you here? You know what I mean? Or why are you listening to me if you don't like what I'm saying? Hey, it really goes both ways. Everybody's entitled to an opinion. The last fucking thing you're going to get out of me is silence. It, it's not going to fucking happen. Um, So, you know, I like to express my opinion. I'm glad to be back on the fucking show. Um, Shout out to Shaheen. Shout out to Boxman. Those guys have been fucking awesome to me They they had me on their show a bunch of fucking times countless times at this point definitely got to start having them on my show now that i'm back um catch them on some weeks maybe they're pre-recording or something and you know catch them over here i mean Boxman, he was helping me with my fucking audio issues as of tonight like an hour maybe even more you know sooner than that um before the show because i'm fucking retarded with this computer shit man and i'm just trying to work this mic out and, and trying to figure this and that and one minute things seem like they're working and then it's like boom like now it sounds crazy and now it sounds right now it feels pretty comfortable so i'm hoping i can continue to roll like this on a weekly basis and then you know having him across the uh the barrier of taking calls or anything like that. I'm definitely going to have to, uh, you know, try that. I haven't done Skype yet either. Skype is something that's uh, available to do on the uh, blog talk server thing here, but I, I haven't explored that just yet. Um, a lot of different things to, to to try out and figure out and see where I'm at. But um, yeah, like I said, big shout out to those guys. They helped me out tremendously. Um, would just maybe give me a place to bullshit and talk with them over there to, um, you know, really helping me work through the, the technical difficulties and, and get my shit back on the air because yeah, I, I get discouraged real easy with this shit. I have a lot of hobbies. I work six days a week. So when it comes down to the hobbies, I can write hobbies off real easy. You know, I've gone, I've gone six months without turning my PlayStation on. Like, uh, I, I, i can you know take it or leave it as far as the different hobbies and stuff like that and um interests and forms of entertainment and and uh you know i have too much like real life shit going on that to you know let little things like I, i get really annoyed especially with computers so when you know shit starts fucking up on me i'm just like you know fuck this fuck all of that yeah i mean and just just keep it fucking moving um Also, shout out to Ruckus, man, because he's the one that fixed up my computer. Um, He's always good to me. UPS is not good to me. Every time I get it back from Ruckus, shit is a little more banged up. He fixes it up all nice on the inside, and it's all bubble wrapped and all of this shit. But, man, I worked at UPS. I know they they don't give a fuck about people's packages, man. They suplex the shit out of your package on the way through. Um, And, uh, yeah, I, I don't trust those motherfuckers one bit. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, man, he I, I hooked my shit up and, uh, you know, I mean, it, I think it sounds good. Again, I, I can only hear what, you know, I, I tested it out before the show. It's seemingly sounding good. Uh, from my reports, I've heard it sounds good. Um, shout out to sports den, um, doob and, uh, chef doobie actually he's, um, He's got, like, another job now, so he's, like, sales rep Doobie. He's not even Chef Doobie anymore. It's crazy. Um, And then, uh, you know, um, Nick, Nick for sure over there, you know, he's he's, he's switching gears. The Nick's shit talk is definitely uh, the Nick's nicks tape all of that bullshit that went away like mid-season as always you know they're all riled the fuck up and then the next stuff goes away because the next blow every year so um buddies you know he's gonna be back on that bucks shit talking wagon man before you know it i mean he's a diehard bucks fan and uh they started to make some waves last year so you, you know you're gonna hear some shit out of him uh the nfl draft is tomorrow speaking of all of that and i'm hyped to see what the fuck we do we got the number two pick the shit's being hosted over here in philly um I'm, i'm looking forward to it um just to see what and i don't even watch college so i get all hyped up but then i gotta ask everybody i know like is he good like what do you think about that? What do you think about that? And then I still have to wait for the season to happen and see what the, what the real deal is anyway. So I'm not even positive why I get really hyped up about it, but anything that, like, leads me towards hope in in my football team, especially after beating the Rams twice, and that was all we did last year, um, you know, I'm always looking for some kind of hope, and the draft is always a, a glimmering thing. We really changed so much on this team that I feel like, uh, you know, our our chances of being – fucking legit this year is i think pretty big uh and not legit in the way like we're gonna go win the fucking super bowl but i think we should at least break closer to 500 like right off the bat there's a couple of things we could do that will be immediate contenders i don't think we're gonna get kirk cousins this year the way we wanted which i think would immediately make us even like a playoff contender um as crazy as that sounds i think we get like a franchise quarterback like that we're off and running um, we filled in a lot of holes and I think the draft is going to help us a lot, but enough of that. Um, like I said, Spartan beast this weekend, um, man, so I'll have that to talk about next week. I'm going to try to get into, I'm going to go over the results and different feedback and, and maybe watch a couple of matches and all this and go over the beginning of the year of CCW up until now and my commentary on all the different types of things that they've done and look to be doing and all that type of stuff. Um, Maybe we'll have some shit to talk about next week with the Carnage Cup going down this weekend. Maybe someone will lose a fucking finger, disgrace the fucking business, and all of that shit with that uh, clan member owner over there jumping up and down like a retard. Uh, I guess we'll see what goes on. You know what I mean? Play it by ear. Oh, um, yo, if you if you need a new fucking pillow, I don't have sponsors, so don't ever think that I'm like advertising because I get something out of it. Um, I wish, but, um, if you need a new pillow, they got these fucking Claritin pillows that are just as dope as, as down pillows. Like they, they feel really fucking good and fucking, it's supposed to be good for your allergies and shit like this too. But, um, they're soft as fuck, man. And they're not that expensive. They're like a down alternative. So you don't, you know, no geese are getting killed about it. And, uh, pillows are off the fucking chain so um yeah buy one of those i guess i don't give a fuck um so yeah first time in a long time you heard me i'll check you out next motherfucking week peace
0: i love all of y'all and uh shit you're all a bunch of fucking assholes. you've been in the gym bro you know why dj Hyde, fuck you you don't have the guts to be what you want to be y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rained again. Tired as rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and uh shit. We're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. what well, I that make you Good Black cheese tell me Tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say yeah, Cause you be blazing people And I'm like well I gotta hear it now <laughs> You just know how to hide right. Me I don't have that problem. Me I always tell a thing. Even when I lie, the Jesus Chick radio. Jesus, a so sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight of the motherfucking breath. I ain't coming for no food.